What's up, everybody? This is Storm Batiste. And this is B.A. Coming to you from Brooklyn, New York, and welcome back. Bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny, or fat. These are the facts in everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investing, dating, and everything else in between. So, as y'all know, we can't break tradition. Tradition. Mm. What we like to do when we first started the quarter of the day. So what, first, what episode is this? This is actually episode six. Ooh. This is episode six. Yeah, I'm telling y'all, we just it's moving. We are just you see the consistency? <laughs> hey, lock in, man. Just getting started. So, quarter of the day. Allow your passion to become your purpose. Mm. And it will one day become your profession. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I ain't hear you. I had something in my ear. Allow your passion to become your purpose, and it will one day become your profession. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't like it. Kind of like you put somebody in a box, just not a yeah. profession. They have to have a profession that you know feels that passion. But what do you what do you kind of feel about that? Um, so this is something that I was uh, grappling with when I first started working. Um, but uh, I think that what that quote is saying is your passions will always lead to. This your dream profession, I think. And I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Because I feel that passion is always... It's an emotion, right? Mm-hmm. So, if anybody... Anybody out there knows that emotions are constantly changing. So, I, I, I can't stand when people use passion when they're describing their work. Because at any given time, your passion can change. Especially, especially just starting out working. That's true. You can be, you can start off in education, then all of a sudden you got a passion for finance. Mm-hmm. You can start off in finance, and all of a sudden you got a passion for law. Mm-hmm. Like you just never know. So I never try to correlate passion with the profession because mm-hmm. it's always changing. Things you're interested in are always changing. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I can, I can see yeah, your passions are always constantly changing. I guess with me, I also disagree with this quote. Um, I disagree because I feel like your job or your profession shouldn't determine your passion. Mm. The reason that I do a job is because I feel like that job can make me the most amount of money in the least amount of time to do the things with the people that I love that feel my passions. Right? Ooh, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> what I want to do is I don't want to be passionate about my job. You know, there are people that are passionate about their mm-hmm. job. And, you know, it's, it's good to be passionate about what you do. You obviously do it better, mm-hmm. but... I don't want to be passionate about my job. I want to be passionate about the things outside of work, like spending time with my family yeah. one day, doing Traveling. things I actually love. Yep. Right. And so if I have money, then I can be passionate about mm-hmm. doing the things that I actually enjoy in life. Mm-hmm. So that's really, that's pretty much plain and simple what I have for yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I feel like, like I said, passion should not, passion should not correlate with your profession, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So uh, that was that was pretty simple, straight to the point. Straight to the point, right? So uh, I guess today we got a lot of unpa- a lot of stuff to unpack today. That's why we couldn't spend too much time on the quarter today. <laughs> y'all know we like to dive deep into it most times, but we gonna give y'all a break to really think about. Cause we said some serious stuff in a real short amount of time just now. Re um, repeat it one more time so people can understand what we were talking about. So it says, allow your passion to become your purpose. And it will one day become your profession. All right. So I just wanted him to repeat that one more time because I wanted y'all to really take some time to really understand, like figure out what you feel about that quote. Like it's a deep quote. It's, don't take it for just surface level. Really think about what you're doing. And if you describe it with the word passion, be mindful that that can change at any time. 
True. Enough said. Enough said. Enough said. So, today's topic, uh, what we're going to be discussing is finding your purpose. I'm sure you could have guessed it from the court. It has something to do about it. It's about to get deep today. Lock in. That's exactly what we like to do, (laughs) man. Give you something to really think about. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess with finding your purpose, uh, I guess we can kind of just talk about what what does society say we're supposed to do. So, Mm -hmm. from what I understand, you're supposed to uh, go to school make good grades, get mm-hmm. a good job, and then make that, you know, make money and then live happily ever after, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, it definitely goes that way. You go to school, you spend four years trying to pay for this expensive piece of paper, and during that four years, you do this thing you call, it's called majoring. You mm-hmm. major in something that you feel strongly about, right? Majoring. You think that this is like what you want to do for the rest of your life. And nine times out of ten, it doesn't happen like that. Never. <laughs> I don't believe it ever really happens exactly like the way that they say it's supposed to. I think what actually ends up happening is you, you do go to school. You get good, uh, okay grades. I'm, I was definitely in the okay grades category. Like, <laughs> South Valedictorian in my department. So I was, I made some pretty decent grades. He's but, smart. Uh, <laughs> He's smart. Then you get a job, but then it's a big maybe. You might not get a job because you got, what, 100 other people fighting for that same job that exactly. are probably just as educated yeah. as you are. If not, went to better schools than you mm. did. And so then you get an okay job. Or maybe, even worse, you get a job that's not even in the field you spent four years studying for. Yeah, like, I know it's a lot of listeners out there that as soon as they graduated, they felt lost. Like, I got this degree. Now what? I'm hype. <laughs> I got good grades. I'm summa cum laude. I'm magna cum laude. Oh but then you get to the real world, you like, that don't mean I don't have a job. <laughs> I don't have a job. <laughs> you still don't have a job. You still not making this, this income that mm-hmm. you were, you know, promised when you made these A's on this test. Mm-hmm. Like, re- what I had to realize first is that A's on a test are just that. You're making good grades on that test. Right. And you get in the real world. They want real world experience. Yeah. Not an A on the test. Yeah. And I think that I realized that probably my sophomore, it was probably my sophomore junior year when I realized that my grades don't matter in the real world. Like, of course, like I wanted to do well in class. Of course, I wanted to learn as much as I could. But I started, I started to just not trip. Like, I was like, as long as I'm putting my best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Whatever I get is what I get. As long as I graduate within four years, that's all I care right. about. Because no employer really care. Well, some do. Mm-hmm. But most employers don't care. Just as long as you can articulate yourself mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Just as long as you can show that you want to learn. You right. want to grow. That's all they mm-hmm. care about after yeah. you graduate. Are you willing to grow? Like, people go dumb hard. Like, I've been seeing people cry because they got a B on an assignment. And I'm like... Yeah, they <laughs> oh, C's get uh, degrees, man. Up, like, what you up. mean? Tighten up, tighten man. Up. C's get Yo, degrees. Speaking of, speaking of C's, though, <laughs> did you know that... Uh, I read an article where actually C, people that make C grades, they actually end up being the bosses and the people that make A's end up working for the people that yeah. make the C's because the people with the C's are more optimistic and yeah. so focused on making that A yeah. and more relaxed and focused on other things and just passing the class. Yeah, I definitely didn't feel like school was played that. Like I was more into like just trying to figure out what I wanted to do or things, different things that I was interested in more than class. Like class was interesting. But it wasn't something that I was just tripping about. Like, mm-hmm. I would study. I would make sure that I was prepared for exams. I would right. make sure I do the homework. But it wasn't at the top of my list. My Most of the things that you learn on a college campus 
wait, what was it? I think it's like 90% of the things you learn on a college campus are outside the classroom. Wow, that's true. Yeah, like it's it's research on this. That Look is, it up. Really like ninety percent of the stuff that you learn on the college campus are is outside of the classroom. So those social, so those social interactions are way mm-hmm. more important than the things networking. that are going in the class. Networking, so networking yeah. yeah, because at the end of the day, the people that you graduate with are probably going to be your colleagues. Mm-hmm. And whatever field that you're in, is somebody that you know that you graduate with that's going to be in that same field with you. Mm-hmm. So you just got to take advantage of the people that are around you, bring them close. Right. Like that network is going to be cool. Like that network is going to be crucial to your growth professionally. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. So so speaking about just, you know, purpose and, and trying to find your purpose, that's obviously what we want to help the men here do today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we're trying to step it up, as y'all know. So uh, It's the 21st century. Step up. <laughs> exactly. So what... So obviously, me and you are from two different places entirely. You from up north, you know, Chicago. Yeah. And I'm from the deep south. So, how did you kind of figure out, you know, what your purpose was? How did you get to where you are now, from where you were, like in college? Uh, it was a plane crash, man. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's that's pretty much how you describe it. So it's a plane crash. So when I first graduated, I graduated with a bachelor of arts in sociology, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, like arts. it was, Ooh, yeah, bachelor. They don't make no money. But. <laughs> You know that don't make no money. <laughs> but I went to a liberal arts institution. So it was just like you either get a Bachelor of Arts or you get a Bachelor of Science. Okay. So it's just like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing Bachelor of Science. Nobody cared that much. But um, what happened was I took the education route. And at some sometimes I think about it as it was just a cop-out. Like I kind of just fell into it. Yeah. And I was just like, I, like, I'm pretty good at this education stuff. Or it was just something. I just needed a job after mm-hmm. I graduated. Because I was unemployed oh, for like five to six months after i graduated so it was it wasn't no type of income coming in so my high school hit me up like yo we got a job for you and i was like cool like it's my high school i'm ready to give back it'll be a good opportunity it'll just be my first job Mm -hmm. so i got a i got a uh job as a uh college and career counselor right so there i was like okay this is cool like i'm pretty good at this education i'm pretty good education stuff I'm pretty good at connecting with the youth, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And um, after a while, like, I went to grad school, got my master's in education. And um, then I graduated from, uh, when I graduated from grad school, I moved to Boston. And I was working in education. Then I realized, like, nah, like, yeah, same for me, this right? education mm-hmm. stuff is, like, kind of trash. Mm-hmm. So, after, so I had hit, like, a brick wall. To where I was just like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Right. So. That's crazy. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hitting that brick wall was probably one of the best things that happened to me. Because I had to really reevaluate everything. I was in Boston, Massachusetts. Mm Mm-hmm. And if anybody knows Boston, Massachusetts, it's not the best place to live. It's cold in Boston. It's man. cold in New England, man. <laughs> it's cold in New, Ling- New England. It is cold. And um, I just had to really take the time to reflect and figure out what I wanted to do. So what I had to do was I really had to reflect and uh, figure out things that I was really good at. So I was in a field that I was dissatisfied with. So I had to get over that first. So the first thing is realizing that, you know, like... I don't want to do this. Like, this isn't what I'm... I'm not happy with this career. And then the second thing is really, okay, let's figure out things in this position that I'm really good at. So, me working in education, I was a uh, program manager. So, I was really good at 
talking to people. I was good at uh, I was good at just really uh, make making connections, partnerships, mm-hmm. really building up uh, yeah. building up business. Real people person. And um, it's a, I'm an introvert, so it, it was a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was about to say you don't really talk. To I don't really talk to nobody. <laughs> but uh, really, just uh, trying to figure out the things that I was good in in that position. And then I also had to push myself out of my comfort zone. So presentations and things like that, I wasn't really good at when I first got to Boston. Mm-hmm. So I had to put myself in very like uncomfortable positions, talking in front of people, trying to articulate myself, trying to really figure out if uh, people are getting my point or what I'm saying. Yeah. I had to really learn how to do that. So it turns out that people came up to me after presentations like, yo, you really know how to control the room. Mm-hmm. You know how to make me feel comfortable. And I was just like, cool. And even in the one-on-one settings, people were like, thank you. Like, you really motivated me. You really, I really took something away from this conversation. Right. So then I realized like, all right, so I can, I got, I got different routes that I can take. I can go into partnership management. I can do uh, HR I can do uh, talent management. Like, I can do a variety of different things. Yeah. So, really taking the time to reflect and figure out what my what my purpose was or what I was really good at, that's what led me to uh, my job right now, which centers around talent management. So, I work for a company to where people from all different backgrounds, whether it's education, finance, art, they come to the they come to this place, and what happens is they're able to make they're able to be a part of this course, immersive course. And are they able to get specialized in um, certifications in uh, web development, user experience, data science? Mm-hmm. And my job as a uh, career coach, what I do is um, I'm able to help them make that transition into the tech space. So teaching them about personal branding, teaching them about uh, digital, having a digital presence, mm-hmm. what that looks like, yeah. and then finally helping them get a job. Like I'm, I'm there, I'm there with them throughout that job search. So taking them through mock interviews, making sure they apply in the jobs, making sure they're really prepared to make that transition into the tech space. So and and I guess like so because are you still are you still figuring out your passion and stuff like that? Of course, like, yeah, it's it's a it's an ongoing thing. So by helping them figure out theirs, you probably even helping yourself figure out yours. Yeah. Getting a little closer to that. Yeah, it's interesting. Good. Yeah, because you you'll be because that it's a career changing. Uh, it's a career changing company. Mm-hmm. What happens is you get to learn about their story and where they come from, mm-hmm. and you're able to figure out like I'm, that might be something right, I'm really right, interested right. That's in. Exactly what I was yeah. thinking. That's 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 really that's interesting. Um, I guess so with mine. I guess I can go ahead. And get go it. ahead, go ahead, Storm. Yeah, Talk bit, to him. You know, um, I'm a. You know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give y'all the, the story of how I kind of made it to New York. Uh, it's, it's gonna be short and sweet. Uh, Remember, he's from what is Daphne? <laughs> Man, you know they don't know what Daphne, Daphne is. Daphne, Alabama. <laughs> you gotta say Mobile. <laughs> they probably barely know what that is. So, anyway, uh, from uh, Daphne, Alabama, small small town, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of ten. Uh, so I don't know about y'all, but that's a lot that's of a lot people of to grow up with. That's a lot, that's a lot to deal with. A lot of emotions. That's a lot of competition. <laughs> a lot of conflict, competition. <laughs> so everything I had, I had to really go literally out and get. Mm-hmm. Um, mom was spreading attention everywhere. So I went to school from there. Stillman. Stillman was a really small school. I think our all-time high was 900 and was it, like 63 students? Jeez. And that's on and off campus. Yeah, I it was thought my HBCU. school was small. I thought my school was small. We so, had only 2,000 people. Yeah, yeah. Two th- right. 2,000 yeah. seems small, yeah. but there's no nine, movie about that yet. 900? Yeah, we was barely on the map. So, uh, 
So, uh, yeah, with that, they gave me the opportunity to be pretty much like a big fish in a little pond. Mm-hmm. So I was able to really make a big impact on mm-hmm. the campus. I felt like I, I did a lot for the campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, met a lot of people. A lot of people helped me kind of see where I wanted to go, and they helped me move forward in life. Um, mm-hmm. But so after Stillman, Stillman makes you feel really good because it's small and you feel like you're running a lot of stuff and doing it. But then you step outside of those gates, oh hell Stillman, and you realize real life don't give, they, they don't care about none of the accolades from Stillman and the, the grades. And it was great while you were there. I'm glad you had a great time, but now it's real life. So what mm-hmm. can you do for me? Mm-hmm. And so I get out of there and it's just like I had a full-time uh, job actually back home. Yep. I uh, could have been living with my parents. Uh I hate to say it, but I just could not go back to living with my parents. Like, hey, it was listen, so much man. drama. It's, oh, okay. I yeah, could, I guess in a house you with You know how tank, your mom yeah. and your dad get into an argument? They try to drag you in it when yeah, you have like, nothing to do with it. Bro, it's like... like that story, y'all figure, y'all figure I, that out. I'm yeah. like, don't, <laughs> nah. I'm just living here for now. I just, so I was like, I'm I saw that. I'm just a tenant at this point. <laughs> exactly, I'm a tenant. So I saw that coming, so I was like, I'm going to dodge that. But I had mm. a, a pretty nice job lined up. But then right when I was about to... Uh, actually, I accepted the job. But uh, right as I was about to move into it, I got a phone call mm. asking... Uh, uh, for my career services director, me and her were really close. She was like, would you be interested in an internship? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, you know, obviously, what internship? Because we already talked about this full-time job. Thing. Yeah. And so she was, uh, she said, uh, in book publishing in New York. You always talked about going well, to New York. Well, what was your major again? Business administration. <laughs> okay. <laughs> concentration in marketing. So uh, I was like, oh, you said books. <laughs> I thought we both knew I uh, had the business admin, uh, you know. And she was, um, she said, yeah, I know what you talked about. Uh, going to New York and this is a great opportunity and I'm thinking like full time job versus internship yep. and then I took the internship like <laughs> I, I wanted to get out of Alabama that bad I wanted to do so much more than just live at home and just mm-hmm. be okay so I took an internship two month internship in fact to a country to a Yo, country. two month internship <laughs> is crazy <laughs> in <months>. New <laughs> just to say forget it like I'm going to New Talking York I was scared man I didn't know what to think man. Mm-hmm. my whole life down south so mm-hmm. I take it, not even thinking two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, went up there marketing. I learned a lot. Book publishing. I was scared because I didn't really like reading books at this point in my life. I was just like, <laughs> man, you know what? I'm going to just do he it. He was anti-books. Whatever. I'm just throwing my life away this full-time job. And so I stuck with it. My manager at that job wanted to keep me. He couldn't afford to because mm-hmm. me and you both know you can't live in New York on part-time. Oh, no. And that just it's impossible. No, it's, it's not even realistic. It's not. It's not happening. You're going to so, have part-time and a couple of more jobs behind that. <laughs> a couple of more. I just was like, I just want one. If yeah. I get that. So I was actually headed home. Mm. The day I had my plane ticket to go home, it was the day before that. I went to a networking event. Uh, let's just say I met a really interesting guy that we had a really interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, hey, uh, I know you're from the South. I know you're about to go home, but... We want to keep you here. Mm-hmm. If you're open to doing that, or you're willing to do that, then we can set something up. Set me up with an interview the next day. Uh, cancel the plane trip. <laughs> Wasted a whole lot of money that we ain't gonna get into. But um, I had get that insurance. You get that insurance. A full time <laughs> job. So I thought it actually wasn't a full time job. It was a um, associate's program. So it was an eighteen month program. Mm-hmm. But I had full time, full full pay, full benefits, everything. But mm-hmm. it wasn't actually like. Documented as a job. Mm-hmm. So after the first six month rotation, the guy in the position that I was in now decided he wanted to go to Greece and help the Syrian refugees and stuff. He just had this moment. I was just like, cool. I just so happened to want to go into sales. So mm-hmm. my position was letting up at six months, and I just pretty much went right into where he was. So now I'm an international sales coordinator mm-hmm. for the third largest, you know, domestic book publishing company in the U.S. So 
It's, it's slight not flex. Hey, that was a slight flex. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that. But that was a slight flex. It's cool though. You know, I just, I'm not gonna give it a name, but it's uh, it's it's, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm looking to transition, but I say that to say I stepped outside of my comfort zone. It was yeah. crazy. I didn't know what would happen. And but you see how that path kind of revealed itself to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's so many things that happen at the right time to let you know like all right Mm -hmm. i'm supposed to be here or this is what i'm supposed to be doing right now Mm -hmm. and i like the fact that you said that you were a down in alabama you were okay with being a big fish in a small Uh pond but what i'm telling you and i was thinking about this today is that nothing drives you more than than being a small fish in a big pond Mm -hmm. nothing motivates you more and pushes you out your comfort zone more than being a small fish in a big pond and that's what I'm really taking away from my experiences in New York right now. Yeah. The grind is real. It's figuring out your purpose, figuring out where you want to be surreal. is mm-hmm. real. It's mm-hmm. nothing like being a small fish in a big pond. If that doesn't motivate you, mm-hmm. then I don't know what will. That's true, man. It was a lot of serendipity that kind of played a role in uh, where I am today. And I'm just getting started. Mm-hmm. So it's just the beginning. <laughs> so anyway, that, y'all kind of had a backstory on how me and Brian kind of got to the mm-hmm. city, what we're doing now. And. And how we really are still kind of fine with our passions are, but yeah. we we took risks and uh, we were un- we made ourselves uncomfortable in order to move forward in life. Sometimes you got to go back to move forward. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to go into book publishing to figure out. Hey man, <laughs> sometimes you got to go to Boston to figure it out. I, I don't recommend it, but like if you got to go, don't don't go to Boston. But I had to go to Boston to really like take a step back to figure man, it out. It was cold here too. I was like, it was like cold. it was like get out in real life. <laughs> it was literally like that. It's crazy, but so. Now that you kind of know our experiences, these are, I guess, if you are in that situation, a similar situation where you have graduated and now you feel like you're kind of stuck in this position, but you do want to move out because you don't feel like it's your purpose. Mm. You feel like you you definitely could be doing something more, but you just maybe don't know how to make that transition. That's what we want to touch on. That's what mm-hmm. we want to kind of provide yeah. some insight on for you. Yep. So uh, the questions that I would say that you should ask yourself, or actually, Excuse me. Before I even say that, what are like the questions you asked yourself when you were first kind of just like you decided that you didn't want to stay in that position that you were in, like maybe at your high school mm-hmm. that you talked about? So what happened was um, I was actually I was in Boston and uh, I didn't stay in Boston that long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy. But what happened was um, I took the time to really reflect. And the thing about the education space, it is a very, very selfless field. Like you're doing for others and not expecting a lot in return. But I used to look at my students and when I was in Boston, I would see them graduate. And then what happened was they would have these jobs. They would have these jobs to where they're making more than me. That's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow right there. And it was just like <laughs> no, like first of all, I wasn't hating. Like don't get it still get it twisted yeah, because yeah. a lot of them were first generation uh, college you. students. <laughs> <laughs> I made you. Where's my cut? But it was just it was just at a point to where I was like, I'm doing so much for others. And I'm a selfless person. Like that wasn't the issue, but it was just like, what about me? What about building for my future? What about the things that I want to do? What about me traveling? What about me having money that I can send back home to my parents to mm-hmm. support them? Making sure like I'm setting myself up for my future. Right. Because they were making like way more money than me mm-hmm. straight out of college. And that made me think like, yo, like I can't I can't live like this. Mm-hmm. 
I can't, I cannot continue. I can be a selfless person, but not to this extent if it's jeopardizing, if I feel like it's jeopardizing my future, if I feel like I constantly have to be on the grind. Uh-huh. And that's what made me really be like, all right, let me take some time to, to reflect. So the questions that I asked myself were, am I happy? And that's a very important question because, um, because like a job can burn you out real fast if you're not, if you're not happy with it. Um, another question that I asked was, um, what, what am I good at? Like, what am I really good at? Like in my current position, what are the things I'm really good at? I was able to write those out, list those out. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what do I need to improve on? And then the most important question, in my opinion, is what am I interested in? Mm. So outside of work, okay, what are the things that really like I get this fire for? What are the things that I really gotta think like when I think about it, I just get excited or I get mm. butterflies. Yeah, yeah. That's what I had to do, and or those are the questions I had to ask myself in order to just t- in order to be reflective. Mm-hmm. Like that's very important in finding your purpose. Yeah, man, it really should. It really should feel that fire within. Like I like, I like to think of it as because I used to run track actually back in the day. My mm-hmm. mom come from a track family, so she made sure we were out on the track uh, every summer for about an hour and a half every day, which sucked. But well, Alabama, you know, anyway. Alabama summers, no. <laughs> My mom no. was very passionate about track. But anyway, <laughs> so I always think of when you find your passion, it needs to be that feeling right before we were at the we were at the start line, and the the guy was like, "Runs to your mark." Sit and you standing up, mm. and then you shoot the gun. Right mm-hmm. and go, you got butterflies. You don't even know what's gonna happen. You just sitting at that starting line, like either I'm about to, you know, I'm about to blow it out, or I'm about, or to, I'm about to come out. in last. <laughs> so I like to think of that. That's how mm. you should feel whenever mm. that passion kind of seeps in. Most of the questions that we ask ourselves when we are in this situation is, you know, what else can I do? I'm, I've already made this decision mm-hmm. in this position. I put so much toward this. No, wait, no, you haven't. Relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing, how do I figure it out? A lot of different ways to figure it out. Uh, mm. Especially, it doesn't matter if you're, you're 18 or if you're, you're 52. Yeah. There's always time to change that and figure it yeah. out. And then, what steps can I take in order to make this transition into this new position mm-hmm. or this new passion that I found? Uh, Brian touched on a lot of great points. Uh, ask yourself stuff like, what am I good at? Yeah. Uh, am I happy with this? What you know? What makes me happy? Um what could I do even if I wasn't getting paid? You know, obviously. That's a great question obviously to ask yourself. Obviously, we getting paid. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the books that I read definitely helped me was uh, Black Privilege by uh, Charlemagne the Guy. And we're going to drop some more gems as far as books that are good as far as helping you figure out your purpose. Mm-hmm. But everything you do, like if you're really like interested in it, if it's something you really want to do, it's not always going to have a check mm-hmm. attached to it. That's right. And a lot of people don't get that. So it... The things that you want to do or the things that you really have a fire for, it's not always going to have a check attached to it. Mm, no, sir. It definitely won't. You can also ask yourself, speaking of check, you know, do I want to make a lot of money or do I just want a lot of time or maybe I just really want to like what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your hobbies outside of work? What are three things, ask yourself, what are three things you're really good at in the current position that you're in right now or that you feel like you're really proficient in? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he asked, uh, lastly, what are your interests? And sometimes the, the the best part about having friends, which we touched on, you know, the friends versus associates, yeah, yeah. is that friends can sometimes help you, you know, figure out who you are, too, because they know you. They've been around yeah, you. Yeah, so yeah. 
Ask your friend, yo, what do you think that I'm good at? That's a that's a real important point. Your friend, your support system, everyone around you. Go listen to episode five if you haven't yet. But uh, your friends are really important. Thanks. So what happens is um, 2017, like me and all my friends were in the struggle together. So what I do is um, and what um, what I feel like is really important is do a 360 check. And what a 360 check is, is really asking your friends like name four to five words that you can use to describe me. All right. So those are important because sometimes we don't give give ourselves enough credit as far as when it comes to things that we're good at, things we're not good at. So the best thing to do if you got real friends around you is to ask them like it, it, it don't even have to just be friends. It can be family members. Also, it can mm-hmm. be colleagues that you really trust right. like that. 360 that 360 check is key mm-hmm. as far as just helping you understand what it is that you that what it is that you're really good at things that you aren't good at um, things that you need to improve on. Like that's very, very important. And that's what I did all throughout last year mm-hmm. i was connecting with my friends because we all were in the struggle together but i was really connecting with them Love trying to help them i was trying to motivate them they mm-hmm. were trying to motivate me it's very it's essential as mm-hmm. far as helping you find your purpose yeah struggle is part of the, the formula it's part yeah. of the formula so y'all heard that 360 check you can't figure it out Ask a friend, ask a family member, mm-hmm. ask somebody within that sphere of influence Ooh. that we mentioned. Y'all Episode five, listen to it. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're making a lot of references. So if you didn't watch it, you, if, I mean, if you know what a sphere of influence is, good for you. If you didn't, maybe check out episode five when you, when you get done listening to this. So we're going to give y'all some methods to help you decide how you uh, can move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but we're going to give you just a few concrete methods that y'all can use and then spin off of it and obviously figure out what works best for you. And this is not 100% what you need to do, but it is 100% what we're about to bring to you. Yep. So I hope that made sense. I know that uh, it's the 21st century. We have a lot of apps. Yeah. Apps are very important. Do you know any like apps that people can use to kind of help out with the purpose? So, so in order to... Uh Figure out your purpose. You're going to have to put yourself in a lot of uncomfortable situations, all right? Mm-hmm. Things you're not used to. Um, and an app that can really help you with that or to just gain more knowledge about a subject um, subject matter that you're really interested in is uh, Eventbrite. Like, we Ooh, always we good. always yeah. use Eventbrite for the turn up, I feel like, for most times. Like, just things to do. <laughs> but you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised how many networking events are on um Eventbrite and fields that you might be interested in, mm-hmm. like really just putting yourself out there, meeting new people to see like how they uh, got into the positions at the end. Yeah. And you never know who you're going to meet that's going to push you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, another app is definitely Meetup. So Meetup is um, is uh, just it gives you an opportunity to sort through different events okay. with people that have similar interests to you. So when you're making a meetup account, you're able to, to uh, categorize your interests and they'll send you um, event updates about um, events that you might be interested in or uh, just give you opportunity. And that will give you opportunity to uh, meet more people and uh, just get a feel for things that you might want to do. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Eventbrite is really good. Um, and meetup is definitely good. I think it's, um, those two have really helped me. I haven't been to as many events as I would like to, but I know in the events that I went to, it's people with similar interests, mm-hmm. different interests. Yeah. But it's really just a group of people with really specific interests that 
if you decide it or maybe you think you might be interested in that, those people can help you really know for sure mm -hmm. if that's what you want to do or if it's not what you want to do. So we have apps at your disposal you can use all the time. You know, do yourself a favor and just use them. Just ha download the app. Uh, it doesn't take more than five seconds to do. So set it up. And it, it, what's even great about Eventbrite is that it syncs into your calendar automatically. Yep. So you accept it and then it puts it into your calendar so it'll remind you. Mm -hmm. And you, you won't miss the event. So that's even a, the better part about that. Yep. Some other methods is um, get outside of work. Nine to five is not your life. It's, it's it can't be. It's part of it. And yeah. it can be a lot of people's life. But I'm telling you, it's not. Mm -hmm. What you need to do, your life starts outside of that nine to five. That nine to five feels that paycheck. Mm. And then some people do incorporate that nine to five. That's great. But I'm not. I'm not talking to those people right now. I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about finding, you know, what your passion is if you're not passionate about what you're doing already. Mm. So there's different ways to do it. Try blogging. Maybe you have something that you really like. Maybe you like the Black Panther. Maybe you like the new Avengers movie that just mm. came out. And you have something that you really think other people will want to hear. Mm. Or maybe you just want to talk, you know, mm. and maybe somebody else can relate. Once they hear your perspective, next thing you know, you got a full-blown podcast because people like what you talk about. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, it's, it's a lot of different stuff you can do. Uh, one other thing that we like to do is uh, reading. We always reading. Yeah. We're, we're always reading. Yeah, uh, definitely. There's a ton of different self-help books. Books really open doors. Uh, mm -hmm. You know what's really great about a book? Uh, a book is from somebody that's probably done what you're thinking about, probably had similar experience, but mm -hmm. they've had success with it or failure, and they've written it down so that you can read it and learn from it. Mm -hmm. You're avoiding the obstacles that they already went through. So, uh, do you have any books that you, you know, personal favorites um, that you can recommend? So, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is oh, definitely a great that's book. A good one. That's a good um, one. Rich Dad, Poor Dad just teaches you how to get out of that rat race, which mm -hmm. is the nine to five. Um, and it, it just gives you. Um, a man who came from, uh, I think he was what middle class. He may have been middle class, but he wasn't content with just working a nine to five. Like he just wanted to be able to control his own schedule. He always wanted to. He wanted to understand finances. He just wanted to understand like how can he build a life where he's financially independent. And um, another book is um, Black Privilege by uh, Charlemagne the God. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that earlier. Yeah. And um, he's just really good at just articulating how he got to where he's at now. Like it, it took a lot of roadblocks for him to get to where he's at, but he just always stayed true to himself and true and true to his craft. Like it, it, he was okay with not knowing. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's what a lot of people have to get com get comfortable with when it comes to figure out figuring out your purpose. So just understanding that. You're not going to always know where you're going. You're not going to always know what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're actively trying to figure out put what it is that you, you put the, <laughs> put put the, the weed in the bag. Put yes, the in the bag. that is one of the names of the, from, uh, the from the book. Yes. <laughs> can, can I say something real Go quick? ahead. Go ahead. Man, okay. Can I just disclaimer? I did not like Charlemagne the God. I thought he was mm. disrespectful. I thought he, uh, especially towards women. I thought there was just some things you just don't say. He didn't care. It's no filters. He says what's on his mind. Mm. I didn't like the guy at all. Like, I just thought he was not a, somebody that I could ever like. And I can't make this up. I read the book. Next thing I know, I'm always, you know, Charlemagne is actually up there on, like, the top, what, 15 people that I can actually look to and reference about certain situations because mm. the book is that good and it speaks to a lot of different issues we talked about putting the weed in the bag mm -hmm. which just simply means you know do the simple things you know what you want may not always be exactly on the table at that point in time 
but you do the small things that lead up to the bigger things over time. So that's a, definitely a good book, especially if you don't like them. To the people that don't like Charlemagne, you look, you read this book, and it's gonna change your perspective on him. And he's also got another book coming out too. I think it's called yeah, it's, Shook. Yeah, yeah, it's something. about anxiety. I definitely got issues with that, so I'm yeah, definitely gonna cop that book. Yeah, but my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that. that yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You didn't cut me off. I read yeah, that, and I, I really, I really got attached to it. Um, another book that I think is uh, really good is uh, The Millionaire Next Door. And um, it's another book that also teaches about financial independence. So um, the writer of the book, um, he just interviewed a lot of different people who were millionaires. But you would just how they went about how, what was their journey as far as like how they got to where they're at. So it's a good book to just understand that like every millionaire you see is not going to be in the public eye. Like it's a lot of millionaires walking around here, but you would never know. And yeah, the book just takes you through like different interviews he took with people and how they got to where how they became millionaires, like just the way that they lived, um, how they structured their family, what it is to have a family, how to set their family up so the so their uh, wealth can be passed down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. It's a great read. Man, that's that's crazy. It sounds like a good book. Yeah. I definitely know it's a lot of millionaires walking around here. Um mm-hmm. That's why I talk to people on the train. <laughs> I know y'all told me to stop. I promise I'm gonna stop one day. But until I do, I'm convinced that it's at least three millionaires on the train I take every morning. Probably, yeah. Very low key, they still take the train, even mm-hmm. though they're millionaires. But I'm telling you, humbleness will probably you just it's the thing about it. I would be that way. Mm-hmm. Actually, nah, nah, I'm more I'm more of a, Are you flashy? Yeah, well you know. Slight flex. <laughs> slight yes, slight flex. flex. I'm, okay. not, I'm not I'm not that guy, but I'm that guy. But anyway, so I guess just two books that I would recommend um, that I would really just fall in love with. You got to read, man. It, it, reading is just part of growing, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. It increases your vocabulary. It increases your understanding. It and it also, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm full. But it also just helps get that clut out your head. Like, mm-hmm. once you understand that somebody's been through what, you, what you're going through at this point in time, yeah. you're able to just breathe like, okay, yeah. maybe this is normal right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely helps you get clarity mm-hmm. on a lot of things. But, um... The two books that I would recommend, and these are literally my favorite in this order. So write this down. The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster and uh, Compound Effect. I want to say The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster is by Darren Hardy. I think that's who it's by Darren Hardy. So The Compound Effect, I can't think of the name at the moment of the author, but both of these books are good. The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster speaks on how, um, you know, just like it says, People that don't want to work traditional jobs, so they decide to do stuff outside of work that they can uh, become passionate about. That helps them make money over the long term. They look at the long term picture and they are really excited about that. It helps you realize that 95% of the time, your work is going to suck. It doesn't matter what job you're in, but as long as that 5% is worth everything you put into it, then that's what matters. So uh, the compound effect is more about doing like the smaller things that add up to bigger things over time which I can really appreciate. So you, you start something small. Like, say you start, you know, this is just an example off the top of the head. Say you start a podcast or something oh. with your best friend. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, y'all do one episode, two, three, and they start, they start watching it or whatever like that. And next thing you know, you're on episode six. You know, that's just an example, obviously. But uh, small stuff that leads into a bigger outcome. Uh, 
that's what the, the main point was of that story. Mm-hmm. Those are two books I could really recommend. Mm-hmm. You may not like any of these books we just mentioned, but no, I'm trying you, to tell you. What I'm telling you is that you're going to like them. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care. <laughs> like, you're going to like them. Yeah. I'm just telling you to read. Open a book. As a man, read. Yeah. You need to educate yourself on everything that's going on. And that's just what it is. Yeah, like, if you're not reading, you're not growing, in my opinion. Like, it's, it's, it's simple. Like, books are essential to your growth because... You just thinking that you have everything figured out and not taking the time to recognize others' experiences, mm-hmm. you're ignorant in that way. You're not growing. You're not becoming you're not coming to your full potential. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes like we like as a man, like we don't humble as men, we don't humble ourselves to just say, I don't know what is going on. Mm-hmm. Like we just continue to try to figure it out on our own. Man. And if you just sit that. down and open a book, mm-hmm. it'll give you so much perspective on your life. And these it. and the books that we mentioned mm-hmm. would definitely give you something something to motivate you. And I don't care if you can find it online. I don't care about cliff notes. Yeah, ain't nobody know. Ain't nobody. That ain't gonna help you. That's <laughs> not gonna help you. That's not gonna help you. You ain't cheating to pass this test, man. We're trying to help you out with personal development. Mm-hmm. So if you cheat yourself by looking at it, like it's it's cheating yourself. So really dive into these books. And when you're done reading the page, really think, what did I just read? I like to read as if I had to teach somebody yeah. what I just read on that page after mm-hmm. I get done. That's a good method for you. So those are just a few of the books. Those are a few of the methods that we feel like can help you find your purpose in life. Oh, we left one out. Mm-hmm. So another method is to write. Um, <sighs> so along with reading, there has to be some writing that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. So what happens is um, we're really, um, and everybody's not a writer, but for those out there who are writers, what happens is um, what I do is I kept a journal like all throughout last year. When I felt like like my life was spiraling out of control, like what I had to do is I had to sit down and really reflect, like as I said earlier. But with that reflection process, I had to get all my thoughts out because I felt like my mind was cluttered, like with too much going on. Like I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I was going to do. So what writing did, once I wrote out all my thoughts, once I was able to um, really get everything out on paper, um, I, I begin to see I be, I begin to see uh, just connections between my thoughts. So we have all these thoughts on the paper, but usually there's some type of correlation going on there. But you have to be able to realize it. So anytime something happened to me, anytime I did something new, anytime I did something successfully, I wrote it down. And as time went on, I was able to draw connections between the things that I was doing well and the things I weren't I wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. So that's really essential because. If you're just thinking about something, it can become overwhelming. You could feel like the weight of the world is on your back. Mm-hmm. But if you take the time to get everything out on paper, mm-hmm. you're able to see Correct. patterns within yep. your writing. You're able to see patterns in the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's essential to not only read, but also write. Mm-hmm. Wow. I really have nothing really to say. Mm-hmm. But y'all know I'm going to say one thing anyway. <laughs> because I feel very obligated to. Like you said, write every down doesn't matter what it is if you have an idea write it down all millionaires billionaires all wrote it down mm-hmm. first Rome wasn't built in a day but it was built yeah. in days right so make sure you write it down everything has a step everything comes it might be the worst idea I've ever heard in my life you may have thought of something that a million other people have thought of but then again it may be that same idea but you flip it a different way it has yeah. a completely different meaning so write it down yeah. it doesn't always have to make sense but Everything that you think we have cell phones, we can write it down in notepads. You have notepads, mm-hmm. you can write it down on. Just write down your ideas, get them out of your head, get them on paper. 
so that you can reflect on them later because I promise you the way that you initially think of it is not gonna be the same way you think of it later. Yeah, my uh my mentor told me, um, he passed away. One of my most influential people in my life, um, that really helped me get my life together. He told me never take your ideas lightly. So whenever you have a thought or whatever whenever you have an idea, write it down, like as Storm was saying, because you never know how that idea changes over time. Mm-hmm. Like the people that you meet, the experiences that you have, um, that idea can grow into your own business. That idea can grow into something into something that is innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, and just re- just remember that. Like never take your ideas lightly mm-hmm. because it's a lot of people that's not thinking the same way that you are. Yeah. Definitely not, man. We're all individuals that have individually great ideas and individually bad ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it equal. Um, so what do we just talk about? Do y'all remember? Probably not. I'm purpose. They definitely do. So what we're talking about purpose, but what we're gonna do is just reflect over what we just said and just to give y'all some steps for the next steps. Um if you wanted to start today, tomorrow, whenever you decide as a man it's just it's time for you to get your stuff together. And go ahead and find out what your purpose really is. So the first thing I would say is to uh, get a vision board. You may not even know what that is, but I have one in my room. A vision board is basically everything uh, that you aspire to do. You have short, long-term goals. You have uh, immediate goals. I have uh, things to do weekly. Things to do immediately. Like I know I need to get a passport. I don't have one. I know it's embarrassing, but uh, I need to get a passport. But what a vision board does is it helps you bring those ideas in your head to life by making them tangible and something that you can really work with and change on a weekly, monthly, or you know whatever basis that you decide you want to do. The second thing is always to ask yourself what you're really good at. So taking a step back, having reflective thinking, having the ability to have reflective thinking and critical thinking. So you have to really you have to analyze like what you're going through right now, the situation that you're in. You may you're, you already know you're not happy, right? So really trying to step back and really think about the things that you are good at, the things that you aren't good at, the things that you want to improve on. And um, that is essential as far as helping you find your purpose. Absolutely. uh, The third thing is write everything down. Like we just mentioned, Mm -hmm. you want to write everything down. I don't care what it is, how stupid it sounds. I don't care what they tell you. Write it down. If it's that stupid and you look at it later, then just, you know, get rid of it. Mark through it. Yeah, Definitely. And um, the fourth thing is uh, getting out of your comfort zone. So if you're ever going to find your purpose, it's not going to be easy at all. Um, it's it's an it's an ongoing ongoing learning process, and um, I think when one I think that it's okay. Like getting out of your comfort zone just teaches you so much about yourself personally, professionally. You're able to just kind of decipher through what what is it that what is it from every experience that i have that i can take away from you're able to be more positive and what i found is what i pull out when i put out of my when i'm put out of my comfort zone what i found is it's always a positive experience because i was okay with not knowing and not knowing can be very very uncomfortable for somebody for somebody anybody but really pushing yourself out of that comfort zone being okay with the feeling of not knowing what's going to happen or not knowing what uh what's the purpose of this situation or whatever you're going through that's perfectly fine 
But you have to be able to push yourself out your comfort zone. That's essential. Absolutely. He said that. Hit it on the hit it right on the head. So uh that's what it is. Um we're just getting started. So once again, this is Storm Batiste. And this is BA. Bringing you everything. My name's gonna change every week probably <laughs> until we find until we figure out the right name. If y'all can figure out something better, y'all. Hey, send suggestions. <laughs> So bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny or fat. These are the facts in everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investing, dating, and everything in between. Again, this is episode six. Six. We will be delivering every week like we told y'all we would. So y'all stay tuned. Y'all make sure y'all leave comments. If y'all didn't like something, y'all let us know what y'all didn't like. Uh, we're really taking this thing to the next level. So we appreciate y'all listening. Yeah, like we appreciate y'all listening. Continue to fuel the conversation. We really appreciate the feedback. Anything y'all got to say, please say it.